0: guys, welcome to Yappy Hour, a podcast about navigating the waters of young adulthood through discussion of pop culture, existential crises, and self-reflection. I'm Kat. I'm Leah. And I'm Mia. Today we're going to be talking about something very relevant to us as yappies, it's about work and adulthood. Um, So a brief description of what we do now. Right now I'm in marketing, I work for a medical supply company, which isn't very exciting. We advertise to old people because we sell CPAP machines, but as a startup culture, I think it's very exciting to work there because we have a lot of other young professionals working there. Um, the hours are a little long and the benefits maybe not as great as a huge corporate office, but honestly, it's really chill there since we're all really young. Like on Fridays after 4 p.m., we've kind of all burnt out. So it's really fun just hanging out and working with those people.
1: I work as an insurance underwriter, uh, which just like Kat, isn't the sexiest job out there. Um, for those of you who don't really know what an underwriter is, because I honestly didn't really know before I started the job, it's someone who prices risk and structures insurance policies. So it's kind of like a mix between critical thinking and then some analytical skills when you're trying to price up what the risk is and what the exposure is. Um, so day-to-day, I'm kind of in an office. It's very corporate, Um Yeah, that's about it. It's (laughs) just an an office job doing insurance. Uh, It's not as boring as it sounds. I do see a lot of interesting risks just because I do commercial insurance and it's commercial liability insurance. So I see a lot of product risks um, and excess auto. So sometimes it's fun to think about. New products coming out and you kind of have to think about what the exposures to loss are and whether or not that's worth the risk of exposing the company's assets and things like that. Um, So day to day, I see various types of deals, but overall, it's the same um, pricing risk.
2: And I work in digital media. I'm a video producer at a media company. So I make and edit videos that you would see on social media for various platforms my job is, I work at a, it, they still consider themselves a startup, but it is somewhat corporate. It's been a mixed bag for me. It's definitely, uh, as a creative, like I didn't foresee myself working in sort of a corporate space. So that has been something that I learned about myself is sort of what I do and don't want. That being said, like the benefits are good. My hours are good. I really love the people that I work with. I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is like, I've met so many incredible people through the job. Um, but if anything, as like my first real, real job out of college, like it's taught me a lot about what I want for my future. And so for me, I am planning on leaving my job pretty soon, but I think that's a healthy step just because I I just feel like I'm too young to be settling for the first job I have. And so, um, it is scary, but at the same time, I just have to figure, I have to try new things to figure out what clicks for me. So, Yeah, that's a little bit about what I do. I think
1: that's a really good tie kind of into like what we talked about in our first episode on why we want to do this podcast. Because if I just kind of think about my overall career path and like did I expect myself to be doing this job out of college and I think a big part of my identity right now is figuring out what I want to do career-wise and professionally just because I think Post-college, there's just that eagerness to get a job. It's like that expectation that you just need a paying job. And it kind of could be anything as long as it's something that is maybe relevant to your degree or like some basic level of interest. But ultimately, you're finally getting paid, like you're stepping into this workplace. I mean, as we mentioned, we're in our young to mid-20s. So we've been out of college for a good couple of years now. And we've kind of been in the workforce and we're exploring what we want in a profession and whether or not our first job out of college, despite how eager we may have been or, dare I say, desperate for a job, is um, is what we want to keep doing for the rest of our professional life. So I guess, Kat, was this something that you thought you were doing? What did you major in and how did you kind of find your way into this position?
0: So I think I got really lucky in terms of the job searching. Um, it was actually the first job I applied to and I got it, but my majors were Japanese and psychology, so not really anything to do with marketing. Uh, I guess you could argue that psychology has a little bit to do with marketing because you have to know how people think and you want to please people when you're advertising, you want to catch their attention and hold their attention. So in that sense, I guess my major was related to my career, but I think a lot of us as young working professionals are finding that it's not so much your major or the subject that you studied. That's really relevant to your job, but it's more so how you learned in that major. For example, since my major was Japanese, I had to learn a different language. And that took a lot of critical thinking, um, as did psychology. I had to write a lot of papers, had to think about how other people thought. So I feel those skills helped me for my job. But I would have never imagined in college that I would work for a startup, let alone do a marketing position. Um I also was very fortunate to be in the startup because for startups a lot of times when your company is expanding a lot of new positions and new types of roles are created along the way and they're always looking for smart people to fill these roles. You don't necessarily have to have any sort of um experience. I had no marketing experience obviously coming right out of college, but they recognized that I was a critical thinker, that I thought quickly on my feet that I could work well with other people so they told me we have this new role in marketing do you want to take it I was originally hired under customer service so it wasn't really my forte I honestly hate talking to people I hate talking to angry customers I I hate talking to people who are a little bit like slower as mean as that sounds um and oftentimes that's what happens when you're talking to old people they're they're not all there sometimes they get confused by things you tell them to type in a url into the internet and they're like oh what like how do i do that yeah. can i
1: go to google first yeah and i'm can like I, oh my god can i
0: type in google to get to google maps exactly so it's <laughs> it's little frustrating at times uh-huh. um, and i think they they told me a year later like yeah we knew you weren't going to stay in customer service <laughs> for long which i was pretty thankful that they moved me um yeah because i worked at a startup i was able to fill that role and a year after i got into marketing one of our main coders is leaving so they asked me hey cat do you want to try coding and I had dabbled in coding a little bit in college. I kind of hated it, but it was mostly because my professor was not very good. Um, but I always had an interest in coding. I think my personality type with attention to detail and able to do very like repetitive, sometimes monotonous things um, would make me a good coder, but I just never had you know, the time to learn those things, being a double major in Japanese and psychology. So I think that's very exciting. I'm excited to see how my role will change within my company in the next few years. But I do understand the sentiment of wanting to quit your job because if you're in a specific role and you're not really going anywhere, I can see how frustrating that will be. Um, So I wanted to ask Mia, do you know what kind of jobs you're going to look for after hiatus, after quitting this job?
2: So yeah, uh, no, honestly, I don't know what kind of jobs I'm going to apply for or honestly what I even want to do. And I think that's scary, but it's also – it warrants, like, a lot of freedom in that, that I feel like I could do anything right now and, like, I'm not bound by a certain profession or a certain, I don't know, place even. So for me, like, it kind of just feels like the world is my oyster at this point. Obviously, like, not having an income is a little scary because I plan on quitting without having another job lined up. But I think I'm just at that point in my life where I don't – I really don't have any idea what I want to be doing long term. I know it's not what I've been doing. Like the idea of me waking up in 20 years and still having the same desk job is terrifying and like absolutely don't want to do that. I just know basically that, you know, that's saying like if you're doing what you love, like you, w- you won't have to work a day in your life. Like I really want that for myself because I'm just someone who's like I'm not fulfilled by my day to day. I'm just unhappy. So, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a hard market right now for creatives, just because I don't really know if I want to go into more video producing for, like, media or, like, films or
1: TV shows. I don't really know. I think it sounds like we're all kind of in different stages of our careers, almost, or, like, how we kind of got to where we are. We all took different paths. So Kat, as she mentioned, she wasn't expecting that she'd be in this role, but the fact that she kind of had her foot her foot in the door for the first position led her to these promotions and these other more interesting and critical thinking roles in her company. Whereas Mia, I know, majored in film and she got a pretty relevant career right out of college um, in film and in media editing and creatives. And she's kind of realizing that maybe there's, yes, she is using relevant skills, but it's not to the degree of fulfillment that she thought it would be. And then I'm kind of in this place where I don't really know what I want in life. I mean, I know what I kind of value in a profession and kind of what I value in life. And I think a lot of what I'm dealing with is realizing that my profession and my hobbies don't necessarily have to be the same. But then there is that element of, well, if I'm not completely fulfilled in my career, why am I doing it? Even if I have the time to do other things outside of work, so I guess for me, a lot of it, I me mean, like staying in a job, even if I'm not completely happy with it, I just value kind of stability, and I think it takes a big leap for Mia to quit the job, and I think it's really admirable. I mean, I wish I had the balls to do that, but I'm just such a risk-averse person that I don't think I could sit well with myself. I mean, yeah, also it's like, it's
2: taken me months to get to this decision. Like yeah. anyone who knows me has, uh, knows that I've been talking about quitting my job for like a year. So yeah. it's definitely not like I just like, decided to just drop all my responsibilities and do it. Like it's been a long time coming. And yeah, I I mean, all your concerns about like stability, like those are also my concerns and what keeps me up at night, if I, you know, really think about it. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I just I really just feel like I'm too young to be settling for something that like doesn't fulfill me. Yeah. I don't know. Would
1: I'm... you say that's like a priority is having a career that is kind of synonymous with being fulfilled? Um,
2: Well, for me, it is for me. It is just because I feel like I I'm like someone who likes to feel like I've made an impact in some way or another. Like that's just I'm driven by that. And so whether that be more like task-based, like if I can complete a personal project or if I've like helped volunteer in some way, like I like seeing the result of my work. And so for me, yes, I would say like in order to be fulfilled in my career, it has to be something that I actually am passionate about. Yeah. But I, I can see why what you said, like sometimes your career and your hobbies don't have to, have to overlap. I, I totally see yeah, that I perspective think as well. that's a
1: matter of, priority. It's like, yeah. what do you value? And for me, it's kind of that just baseline stability for me. And I think it, I mean, it does depend on financial burdens I have. So I'm still paying off loans, like I have student loans and things like that. And so for me, that idea of kind of not being able to hit that or at least pay it off when I kind of in my head, I have this goal to be done with it. It's really hard for me to, so it's just the different priorities. Right. And I think from listening to Kat, it sounds like
0: growth and like up op- movement, I guess, within a career is important to you. Mm, also like just being intellectually simulated, I guess. Um sometimes being in a startup, everything's really chaotic. Sometimes it's really busy, sometimes it's not so busy. And I notice in the not so busy times, like I get really restless, I get really unhappy, which is I feel like complaining about that, sometimes I sound ungrateful because I know there are so many people out there with really stressful jobs. And my job is not stressful at all. So when I complain that I have nothing to do, I feel like sometimes my friends will look at me and be like, well, aren't you lucky? Like you have nothing to do. Like you're not stressed, but having nothing to do makes me really stressed. Mm-hmm. And I think it kind of ties back to Mia's desire to do something that fulfills her. And for me, something fulfilling is just knowing that I'm helping people. And actually my work had this, uh, we sponsored this workshop called Eloqui, and they Basically, divide people into four different categories. There's the pragmatists, the analysts, the collaborators, and the entrepreneurs. Um, And basically, I won't go into the different ones, but I can tell you that I'm a collaborator, which just means I value my interactions with people. And as long as at my job, I'm working with people that I really get along with, and I know that I'm doing things that are helpful for these people, then that fulfills me. Um, So it's not necessarily the fact that I'm doing marketing or the fact that I'm making all these advertisements for these people. And it is really important to me that we're helping these older people get the health equipment that they need. But the most important thing for me in a job is knowing that I'm valuable to the company. So I think in that sense, knowing that what I'm doing and the tasks I'm doing are helping everything run efficiently and smoothly. I think that's that's like the best thing I can ask for in a job.
1: Is that something that you thought you would want in a job? Like when you were kind of in that jobless, unemployed state coming from student to young adult, did you know that that was like something that you wanted in a career?
0: So actually for one of my college apps, I believe it was for Stanford. It was like, the question was, what do you want to do like? In the future, or something really big and loaded question. Yeah, yeah. Was, you know, they definitely were trying to like weed people out. <laughs> questions. And my answer was at that I wanted to help people, I kept it very broad. And going into college, you know, psychology major, I had this big interest in like mental health. I really wanted to go to grad school to be a, um, a marriage and family counselor. Um, but now that I'm actually working, I've realized that. While that career is like literally helping people, there are other ways to help people in subtle ways. And so I don't necessarily need to go to grad school to earn that. And I think, I don't know, I have my views on grad school. I'm not saying it's a waste of time. Like definitely if you're going to grad school as a stepping stone for your career is very essential, but if you're unsure what you want to do and grad school just seems like the easiest option, I think you kind of have to take a step back and think, do I really want to spend this much more money for this certification or for this education for my career if I'm not really sure that's the career I want? So I think um, definitely not something I had imagined doing or not something I even imagined wanting to do. But I think now that I'm, thinking about my passions, which is helping people, I realize there are many other careers to do that besides literally becoming a counselor. Yeah, you know? or a
1: doctor or something of along those
0: lines. Yeah, you can do it yeah. in other ways.
1: What about you, Mia? What, did you think that coming out of college, you realized like, you ultimately wanted a career where you could be creative and kind of have that outlet? Was that something you always prioritized or did it change as you kind of experienced the desk job and corporate like, startup life?
2: yeah i mean i went to school and i majored in film production so i knew that i definitely wanted a job that was like production based like creating something with film or digitally um and doing that um i didn't expect to work in media per se like i think i wanted to go to a production house right after college Mm -hmm. but um the job that i got like it sounded great for i fit all the boxes i I could check all the boxes like i was i was very qualified for the job um, there are definitely aspects that I love about the work and there's a lot of things that I don't love about the work. I love being able to be creative on a day-to-day and like working on a lot of different stories. I work on editorial side so I I love being up to date with like current events and like making impactful sort of videos. Um, but yeah, I definitely didn't know how much the corporate side would impact me like mentally What you said, Kat, was really interesting to me. It's just like, I think if you feel valued by your company or valued by the people that you're working for, it makes the work a lot more meaningful. And I think that's something that I learned not all corporate companies do. It's like value their employees. Like Mm -hmm. I've always felt very replaceable at my job. Mm -hmm. Like if I got fired or if I quit, like they would replace me with someone else. And so that's not a great feeling to have day to day where it's like you're disposable. I'm not saying that I hate everything about my job and my company. It's just... I've learned from it, and now it's time to move on. That's simply it.
1: What about you? I mean, I know
2: you went to school for econ, so you sort of fell into a career.
1: I think for me, growing up, like, my goal was always what was expected of me, if that makes sense. So when I was a sophomore in college, I remember feeling so stressed about internships. It's just almost like everything's expected of you, kind of, like, to get that that edge on other people. And so that was always my goal. Even if it wasn't something that I wanted, there was just kind of like that expectation. For me, I just think it's easier to kind of be told what I need to do and for me to pursue that. And so it was kind of just my priority was doing what was expected of me. And I think as an adult with two years, (laughs) two years in my like bag, um, that my goal has changed in the sense of finding something that I want to do without that influence of others. Like I know no one else is judging me. I know my mom's proud of me. My dad's proud of me for getting a job out of college. Like that's no longer the goal. And that's really hard for me to change that mindset from just stay in this job and do great to finding something that I want to do outside of having others validate me or expect this of me. So that has changed my goal since college just because I was so kind of, Task oriented in college. It's like, get this job, get this internship, get this so it lines you up for the next thing. Whereas now it's so open ended that I just feel like my goal is to find something I want to do and that I value.
2: I think that's interesting too, because like a big part I think of all of our or of this discussion is like working in this generation is a lot different than like what it was for our parents. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, like my mom's been. A lawyer for you know basically her whole career and so and like it's kind of this mentality that you know our parents stuck to a career for their whole life essentially whereas I think now for our generation it's acceptable and almost valued if like you have a lot of hats you can wear a lot of different hats as in like you've had a lot of different jobs Mm -hmm. you've had a lot of different exposure and like there's not this pressure to have a job for like 60 years like I almost feel like that's the norm now it's like
0: I think it's also interesting how, like, there's this stereotype that Asian parents want their kids to have, like, one of three jobs, like a lawyer, a doctor, or, you know, something else, like, really high up there, and I know that you guys already filmed an episode on adoption, um, but for those of you who don't know me, I have Asian parents, um, but I've never experience that Um, my mom is first generation and my dad is fourth generation so that basically makes me fifth generation and although my dad's a doctor he actually told all of us me and my brothers um, don't become a doctor like that's too much work like don't do that to yourself which i thought was really interesting but i don't want to say i don't want to sound ungrateful again and say that i wish my parents like were a little bit harder on me but I feel like having that guidance would have been really nice, you know, like, oh, maybe like, you know, try to be a doctor or try to be a lawyer or try to go to grad school or something. But with my parents, like their priority is that we're just all happy and like all self, you know, reliant and self-sufficient, but like growing up, I felt very lost. I didn't like know what I wanted to do and in high school, I was really good at science and math. but When I told my parents or my mom specifically that I was going to major in Japanese, she just kind of gave me a look and she was like, you know, like what a waste, you know. But that's basically the only thing she gave me in terms of guidance. She didn't like really fight me back on it or be like, oh, why don't you major in this instead? She kind of just was really unsure what I was going to do with that major, but it was just left at that. So I think I just kind of wish that my parents had given me – a guide to, like, different types of careers or even just push me to do more internships and stuff like that, you know?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think I was different than both situations where my mom was just like, do whatever makes you happy. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, there was never any pressure to honestly even get a job out of college. Like, she was just kind of like, you you have to figure out your own way. Like, you'll get a job when you get a job. You'll figure out what you're supposed to be doing. Like... And I think that helped me. I mean, that's
1: probably why I ended up in a creative field cuz I didn't yeah. have any of that pressure and like just thinking back, the second I turned 16, my mom my mom made me a resume. Really? <laughs> that was just like a bunch um, of soft skills at the age kind of 16. Of yeah. You know, what do I have? Like yeah. maybe I helped her in her office typing something. You know, like can type more, it's 50 end. words per minute. Like she made me a resume, took me down to like the local cookie corner, which were <laughs> like a just us, the local cookie yeah. shop, and was like, apply to be a cashier. Leader. Like, there was so much pressure for That's me. So I remember funny. I fought her all the time for this. Like, there was just always this kind of pressure I felt to enter the workforce. Yeah, And I know it, she, like, in terms of guidance, like, that was kind of her guidance to me, like, get a job, be yeah. in the workforce. It's but all well-intentioned. I think yeah. it's good, yeah.
0: though, that you got that. I kind of wish my parents, like, pushed me <laughs> to do things, because I feel like, you know that kind of prepares you, like in the future. Like I had never written a resume till I applied for my first internship, and that yeah. was like, actually no, I lied. I when I applied for my college job, and that was like my sophomore year of college. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know what a resume was. Yeah, and, you know. But I kind of feel like that
2: makes a lot of sense then. Like, like wh- the why, 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 we, my, are, the yeah, why, we, why we are, yeah, why my
0: priority is
1: kind of, I, f- yeah. yeah. Yeah, why it's stability and why I feel like it has changed from being so task-oriented right. and getting this job, getting this, like, move yourself up the ladder, Leah, but now it's kind of just, like, I, the ladder is not the same for everyone, and so I kind of want to find my own ladder, wherever that totally. is. No, <laughs> so. oh, yeah.
2: Well, I have a question, and maybe you don't know the answer to, but, like, putting money aside, like, what would your dream, not even job, but, like, in an ideal world, what would you be doing? That's so hard. Putting money aside. So, like, you you can make a living doing it. There. Uh, Now what would you be doing?
1: I just want to exist. and be (laughs) paid to do it. You want to be a YouTube vlogger. Honestly, yeah. Sometimes I envy, like, YouTubers. I mean, I know it's so stressful, but I just envy the ability to do what they want and get paid for it. it. Like, if I could wake up at 8.30 and go run with my dog and take a workout class at 9 and then get brunch with the friends and then, like... creative and do my makeup and just like i don't have the brain and like creativity for it but if i could do that i feel like it'd be fun (laughs) i don't know i feel like just existing at this point would be a cool career
2: (laughs) and i would just say like being a youtube vlogger as a career wasn't a thing you know 20 years ago that's a very new age that like people can make millions doing that
0: but yeah i totally i i resonate with that a lot what about you got Um, actually one of my, my options for a job before I actually got a job was be a teacher. And in the summers, um, during my college career, when I wasn't in summer school, I was actually, um, teaching math to fourth and fifth graders at summer school. And I really enjoyed that. I think I do really enjoy like teaching kids. And like, I feel like in a kid's life, of course, their most important adult, Influences are their parents, but right after that is their teachers. Like growing up, my teachers were very important to me. It was very important knowing that these teachers cared about me and cared about my learning. Um, I think that's kind of going back to Michelle Obama's book. She had written that teaching a child that they're cared for and that they're important is what makes a child grow up to be, you know, a good person basically no child there's no one who is born like a bad person Mm. it is just circumstances that make them think the world is a certain way but once you teach a child that they're valued and that they're cared for that's when you know they contribute more to society so i feel like having that role in a child's life i feel would be very fulfilling i know that teachers pays are not very good at all and that's what kind of steered me away from it as sad as is it to say um just as it kind of moved away from counseling because I would have to pay for grad school. So definitely money aside, I would definitely pursue a career in teaching, I think.
1: Damn, that makes me want to reconsider. Like, <laughs> I just want to exist and be paid for it. <laughs> that's cool. But, but <laughs> I mean, I think, I think a part of it is burnout, honestly. And yeah, your job yeah. is very stressful.
0: Burnout I feel like, is real. Yeah, yeah, I feel like
1: just burnout from the monotony day to day and just feeling like, ugh, oh, this is... I don't know this is burnout like I just want to kind of figure you. out myself and be paid for it <laughs> I feel <you>. yeah. <sighs> yeah so I guess it kind of leads into how we stay motivated to do this job I mean obviously we talk about the stress it brings and kind of sometimes the the questions we have coming out of a work day and things like that but I guess for us like part of part of the reason why we wanted to do this podcast was kind of find that creative outlet. So for me, as it sounds like I'm in a very analytical, technical space, and I don't really have the creative hat. And I just kind of wanted to do something that turned more into a hobby than just a side job. Like even even in my free time, I'm babysitting. It's just kind of so much like so much busy work that's not really anything for me.
0: Would you say that you're a workaholic?
1: Yes, but I think it's just because of like how I said, the way I was raised, that I was just like expected of me to do yeah. this, and yeah, so being finding passion is hard, but mm. it's just kind of doing things that you think will make you happy. Uh, what about you?
2: Any Hobbies tips? or things? Yeah, that just
1: how you how you stay motivated to go to work day to day, even when it's stressful. Like, how do you decompress? Yeah, um, how do you find that passion to at least go to work the next
2: day? I think the first red flag for me was that like. I I was working for the weekends basically like I was I found myself just counting down the days until the weekends and then I realized once that I started that I was like okay that's a bit of a red flag like I should be more excited to go to work every day or at least not dreading like going to work every day. (laughs) Um, but then, yeah, once I was just like, okay, only two more days till, you know, Friday, then I was like, okay, I don't really know if this is the right mentality I should be having.
1: Didn't you have that in school, though? That mentality of, like, thank no. God, it's I Friday. I mean, college was
2: different, though, because, like, <laughs> I felt like
1: every day was Friday. For work, like,
2: Sun, I would get Sunday scaries or, like, Sunday blues, <laughs> like Sunday. like dog zoomies.
1: <laughs> it's true, though. It's
2: like, on Sundays, I would, like, start thinking that I had work the next day, and I would just get really, like, sad. So, like, that's a thing. And then I realized, like, that I shouldn't have that. Like, if I was really doing something that was making me happy, I shouldn't have that. Um, So, that was a big red flag. But what I do, I guess, hobbies-wise, like, I love going to the movies. I love dogs. I like hanging out with dogs. I like just being with friends, eating good food. Like, all things that I, again, would do normally, but just, I feel like you have to do them more when, like, I don't know, you're... yeah, getting through the the stress of the week, you know?
0: Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting how from college to the working life, just how much your free time is so important to you once you start working. Um, I have a friend, he despised drinking. He hates drinking. And he, in, when he was in grad school and we were working, I would always invite him out and he would never come out. But literally two weeks into his new job, he goes – hey, Kat, um, when's the next time you're going out? I think I need to go out. And I was like, actually, like, really? That's insane. I feel like once you're in a, in this working force, you just need certain ways to decompress. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes just having a drink or getting really lit. <laughs> the way to, what, what, which the method way to, do you prefer? You know, it depends on the time. I feel like in the summer when it's nice and warm outside, I want to go out drinking. But in the winter when my friends are like, hey, let's go out tonight. I'm like, yeah, it's like, 50 degrees outside. I don't think so, man. It's
1: LA cold. <laughs>
0: yeah, LA cold. Really it's like, you know, 68 or something, but yeah. I'm freezing. Yeah. Um but I think for me to stay motivated in my job is honestly I just um I kind of talk to other people at my job. I'd see how they're feeling about where our company stands, how they're feeling about their workload and if my attitudes kind of matched with theirs because, you know, if I'm complaining about something and it's not reasonable, then I'll take a step back and be like, okay, I think I need to just kind of get more fired up about this role. But if my people on my team are also feeling the same way, then we kind of try to find a solution for it. So recently we've, um, we've got this new kind of platform for projects. It's called Rike. Um, a lot of big companies use it like Google, um, Hawaiian Airlines, And so I think having, like, seeing your projects all organized in front of you, well, for me, it gets me really excited because I see all the work that I get to do that day, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of, like, what I do to stay motivated in my job is just kind of digest the attitude that I'm having towards it. And in terms of, like, decompressing or like de-stressing from my job, I really like to do yoga and work out after work because after sitting for nine hours, (laughs) I just need to move my body. Um, I'm definitely an afternoon workout type of girl, not a morning workout type of girl. I wake up like, yeah, I literally wake up 20 minutes before I have to leave my house. So (laughs) yeah, that's definitely it.
1: I think okay, I wanna revise my answer because I when you were talking about like having a project and seeing what you could work towards and things like that, as like ultimately if if money weren't an issue, I think I'd wanna be a business owner. Like I don't know what business, but just kind of having something that people. Yeah, or something that I fostered from the ground up. Like mm-hmm. I came up with an idea, I made it a reality. Even like all the hardships that lead up to that, I think that's worth it when you're passionate about
0: something. Mm. So You could totally do it.
1: Yeah, okay. What am I passionate about? (laughs) It's It's funny because,
0: (laughs) uh, you know, I work for a startup. So obviously my CEO had built it from the ground up. Yeah. And it's funny because when people say they own a multi-million dollar business, one of my coworkers is like, you know, it's actually not that hard to do that. It's not that hard thinking about it. Right. You just kind of need the right people and the right resources and connections to do so. Yeah. Um, So I think that's why a lot of people getting off topic, a lot of people go into um, IB
1: and Investment so, banking? Yeah,
0: and that's how you make the connections with people. Mm. And, well, if you ever start a business, I can do your marketing. So. And <laughs> Thanks, you can, can do, do a- it. Yeah, okay. Wow, I'm set.
1: <laughs> now I just need the million-dollar idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, I honestly wonder how it would be, like, forming a business with your close friends. Like, you know, like,
1: like I feel Facebook, like, you shouldn't like do that it. one
0: guy, like, you know, <laughs> Mark kind of took the idea from him and, like, kind of kicked him out. I feel like that would cause a lot of conflict, but yeah. it could be really good. Yeah, maybe. I think
1: there's this interesting – I'm just kind of having so many thoughts as we talk about this, but there's that idea of people who do want to pursue like their own hobbies, like or own investments. There's that like idea that you can't do that right off the bat, and I feel like I need to stay in my job and do this as a side hobby before you can do it full time. And I, I just wonder if that hinders you more than it helps you. Like mm. if the fact that I didn't have a stable job that I would be more passionate about finding that. Like hobby or business idea of mine and being more kind of excited to do it versus okay well it's just kind of something I want to do on the side now you know
0: mm-hmm. so if you could give your college self or even your high school self advice about you know work life and career advice what would you tell them college yeah let's do college so give giving maybe my a, your freshman self. self your freshman self going into college Advice about the workforce or about mm-hmm. career advice. I can go first. So I would tell my college self, it's never too early to start working towards your career. I felt like I was kind of a late bloomer in the sense that my first internship was literally winter quarter of my senior year. Before that, all of my summers were even either spent at home, like teaching summer school, which I guess is kind of working, but not really like towards the career I wanted after college necessarily. Um, or you know just like studying abroad or summer school I feel like I should have had more work experience and in that sense I feel like I already mentioned I feel like I got really lucky with my job now how it's uh, a a startup so I could go to different um, departments and try different roles but the conundrum like of our society now is that you need experience to work but how are you gonna get experience if you don't get a job I actually think that's kind
1: of Ironic that your advice is to kind of like, it's never too early to start because I think I would tell my freshman self, like it will work out in the end, use your free time finding things that you care about. Because I think for me, I put too much pressure on finding things that could advance myself. But I feel like in hindsight, I just feel so lost in this point in time when I have a job that I just don't know what I truly want to do. And I think they're both like privileges in some some sorts, like it's not a catch-all for anyone. But for me, I think I would tell my freshman self to use my free time more efficiently, like find things that I care about, a hobby, a passion, just something that I am okay using my time to do. Because for so long, I think I was either like stressed about something or I was so burnt out, I was watching Netflix, like it was just so different. From what I would want for myself now. What about you, Mia? Um,
2: I think I would tell myself, and I'm still telling myself this. So <laughs> I don't know if it's exactly, but like, know your worth, and like, know not to settle for a job or, uh, just know your worth when it comes to like your skills. So, like, I feel like I just felt like I. I took the first offer that I was given um, and I didn't fight for I didn't I didn't fully believe in my skills like I always felt like there was someone like that could be more qualified Mm -hmm. than me so I should just be grateful that I was even getting an offer to begin with. And so that came in college too. like I I actually refused to do unpaid internships. I just thought that they I was just like that was a hard no for me because I was like, I'm not going to work for free like I am contributing whether you pay me minimum wage or not like I won't work for free. And I think that carried over into, like, my job search right out of college, which, like, I was being offered jobs that, like, didn't pay as much or didn't have the benefits as of what I knew that I deserved. And so not having confidence in my skills to ask for more and to be, like, confident that I was worth more, I, I'm still learning that. But, um, yeah, just, like, to to be more confident in – what you know and your skills and, like, mm-hmm. honestly, fake it till you make it. That's a big part of it. But, yeah, just, like, know your worth.
1: I feel like that piece of advice for, would apply to my next question, which would be what would you – a piece of advice you'd give yourself now at your current state in life. And I feel like Mia's is kind of applicable to what she can carry forward, like, in all future job searches, like, and how she is now not just freshman yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but cat. What's the piece of advice that you would give yourself now at this point in time when you're kind of two years in, if you have any? For me, it'd be that you're not stuck. I feel like there's this idea that because I've been in this for two and a half years and I haven't had an out yet, like there's just this window that's closing between when I can get out or if I even want to get out, that that just said kind of like on a time constraint. And I think I would tell myself that that's not true, um, even as though it may feel like it sometimes.
0: I think my piece of advice to myself is very different than what I tell you and Mia, which is, you know, if you're unhappy in your job and you feel sick, take a risk and quit. But for me, what I found most successful in my job when I'm unhappy is to just wait. Because being in a startup, is so dynamic, everything's changing, that if I'm unhappy, you know, a week, two weeks, if I wait a few months, that unhappiness will usually go away because my role will have changed or I'll have more responsibilities or be doing something different. So I'm not unhappy right now, so that's not my piece of advice to myself right now. But maybe, you know, in a month, two months, when I feel like I'm not really doing much, I just tell myself to wait and that things will change eventually. But that's very specific to my job. And I don't think – I think if anyone listening to this, if you're unhappy at your job, maybe don't wait. Maybe take some action. But, you know.
1: Yeah, I guess the biggest takeaway is it's all situational. We all have different careers. Mm-hmm. So we all have different paths. Um, it's just kind of – is normal to feel this way no matter how you came about to where you are now.
0: If if you're unsure if where you are right now is where you're supposed to be in life, just know that you are where you're supposed to be in life right now. Like, It will make sense maybe in a few months, in a few years, but when you look back, you'll realize that this was essential for your growth.
2: Thank you. I felt like
0: that was directly directed. <laughs> you're, you're welcome, <laughs> I was talking to you. Yeah, I, was, I was looking at Leah. I was talking to you.
1: So I think, yeah. That was the biggest takeaway. You are where you're supposed to be right now. Whatever you feel, it's okay to feel it right now. If you're unhappy, if you're happy with your job, <laughs> it's all fine. And it kind of is always influenced by how you, how you viewed work and how you kind of went through college. So hopefully, maybe you can resonate with one of us in here yeah, and just let us different. know. Yeah, let us know that it's okay. Uh, let us know if you have a questions and then we can let you know that it's okay to feel this way. That's what I meant. <laughs> that, yeah, you're not alone.
0: I feel like we should do an update in like six months or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mia has a new job. We're Maybe Leah will do a new job. God. Maybe I'll have quit. Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thanks for listening to this one. Um, it's just kind of a glimpse, honestly, into our work life. I feel like there's a lot that goes into it. But this is a fairly good overview. Yeah. And any
2: questions, um, you can hit us up on our Instagram, yappyhour.podcast
1: or podcast.yappyhour. What kind of host is this? Who is it? (laughs) It's yappyhour.podcast. Okay. So go follow us, listen to listen to our future episodes, and leave us comments. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye bye. Bye.